a little something to make me sweeter. Oh, baby, refrain from breaking my heart. I'm so in love with you. I actually fucking hate Erasure so much. The Dorkening and all affiliated shows are not intended for anyone under the age of 18. The following may contain discussions or scenes that have adult situations, graphic violence, nudity, strong sexual content, and graphic language. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. We have very active lifestyles. It's not all wandering the countryside aimlessly or scaring passing motorists. And we all love a good cup of joe. And there's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. Bold, robust, delicious. It's coffee that can wake the dead. <laughs> With over a dozen different roasts and flavors, Deadly Grounds can satisfy the most finicky of coffee addicts. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. The only thing I like by them is their cover of Take a Chance on Me by ABBA. And even then, only up to a point. ABBA makes me rage. Well, that's the thing. Is like I'm not really that big into ABBA, but I, I I like Erasure's cover of ABBA's "Take a Chance on Me." Up until the point they have a house reggae singer come in in the middle of the song, because that was a very 1992 thing to do. But yeah. I can't fucking walk into any retail establishment without hearing all the fucking songs I hated from the 90s. But that that was a big reggae explosion year, too, because isn't that when Big Mountain came back out? With uh, Yeah. Yeah, they did that sure. version, and uh, UB40 was there. And <laughs> Oh, man, UB40. Yeah. Yep. Oh, red, red wine. and Yeah. Well, that, and that must have been before 92. That was definitely before 92, but then they, they hit again with, uh, their single that they did for the soundtrack of Sliver, which was a yep. cover of um, Fools Rush In. Yeah, and I, I think that was 91, so that would have hit at or around that time. Maybe it was 92, I don't know. But I think it was, it was like, 92. I want to say yeah. it was when it was in like fifth grade or so. I'm like, I remember Sliver. Yeah, I mean, we try not to, but it's it's there. Well, it's a William Baldwin vehicle, so it's like, you've got that and Fair Game. Fair Game. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, which which I say is not a terrible movie. It just has a. An it might have been better if it didn't have Cindy Crawford in it. Yeah, but that was also one of the reasons I liked it. <laughs> but it's That's also fair. awful. Yeah, yeah it, it's not. It's not great. I mean, it's it's sort of like Under Siege. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what I thought of. 
Yeah, uh, Erica Lania. Yep. It's like, oh, I've I've never been so thankful to see a fucking four foot high cake in my life. Like, oh. Did you find yourself rooting for Gary Busey? I often find myself rooting for Gary Busey. Oh, oh Stephen. <laughs> oh, why is that? Oh, he loves him. Oh. <laughs> oh, I, I, oh, I thought there was a. Uh... I, I was like, oh my god, why is are they mortal enemies? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he was you just news, right? Yeah, that's. The... Oh, yeah. Gary Busey. Yeah. yeah. Remember we we talked about it and how it shouldn't have been on the show because he he got in trouble for sexual assault. Oh, that was Gary Busey. Yeah, that was. Busey. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. For some reason, my brain since it happened turned it into uh... Nick Nolte. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> most most people did that. So. Yeah. Nick well, Nolte that's... comes out and he's like, "I'm not looking so bad, am I?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. I mean, you kind of are, but. <laughs> uh, now you want your absorbing man from Hulk. Yeah, no, exactly. no one. Oh, did really... Julie Roberts was a bitch? What? <laughs> no one, no one asked that. <laughs> Sir, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Eric Banya? I'll kick his ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I actually, not that you know, not that it has anything to do with what happened recently with him, but I've actually been trying to get dara to sit down and watch uh the buddy holly story oh yeah 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 she's she's never Early seen it season. yeah um i, I kind of want to do a double feature of that in la bamba the la bamba would be a great one to go with that yeah um they're both such good movies about how you know what amounts to the same tragedy um just different sides of it and you know i remember one time Somebody says to me, like, you know, it's I guess it's kind of cool that they did that for Buddy Holly and Richie Valens, but like, what the fuck about the big bopper? I'm like, what the fuck about the big bopper, dude? Name me a song he did besides Chantilly Lace right now. Goodbye, baby. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, you know, in, in this dude, uh, Spencer, he was just like, oh, well, I mean, you know, I'm like, yeah, exactly. He was a fucking one hit wonder. He was like, he was like one of the fucking warm up opening acts for what was going on there. Buddy Holly was like the big star. Richie Valens was the up and comer, and Big Bopper was uh, on his way out to me in a fucking has been as it was. D- don't you know? they all all owe everything to uh, Little Richard anyway? I mean. Th- they all probably owe something to one black man from the South, regardless. Yeah, he's from Georgia, so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I've never heard anything about Little Richard in regards to them, though. I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, he makes claims that everybody stole his stuff, so. I don't think Buddy Holly and the Crickets did. Uh, they, they had, like, such a very particular sound, like a very, it, it like, not for nothing, but I like Buddy Holly and the Crickets, um, especially for what it was at the time. But it was not like the same kind of uh, deep south blues. Um, I was almost going to say honky tonk, but I guess it's more like ragtime. It, it doesn't. It, it doesn't have that that like blues bass that a lot of the the other stuff like it, it wasn't as soulful for lack of a better term oh it's it poppy yeah like peggy sue and all that yeah yeah, yeah I, it was i do see the blues bass to it though it's like a peggy sue 
but you know but it's it's far it's far it's far more up tempo and and peppier mm-hmm. um I, I wouldn't even say it's like a subversion it, it it just wasn't following the same track as as that other type of music um i mean i can sure for definitely influences but i mean that happens regardless especially in the area they were they were steeped in but i think it had i think it had a lot more to do with uh Straight up being a bunch of fucking white kids in the fucking middle of Texas. Straight up, like there's probably probably more Tex American. I mean, Mex Tex Texas and Mexican American influence in a lot of the stuff that they did, especially hmm. considering uh, their bilingual nature and how mariachi was still a very big thing throughout that area. Then blues singers and blues guitar players from Georgia, Mississippi, and Louisiana. Not to say there's not crossover by any stretch and that there wasn't appreciation, but I think there's more of a fusion there. It's, it's sort of like, look at Sublime. I'm not saying Sublime was like a, the greatest fucking band, but you can no, I, see like... I, I like them. I, I, yeah, yeah me too, me too, but I'm not, I'm not yeah. saying like, you know, I, I don't want to say that Sublime was like, as big in their scene as like Buddy Holly had started to become like Buddy Holly and the crickets had started to become in the fifties. Cause that certainly was the case for them. Um, but sublime is such a mix of music because of where they were, you know, they, they had, they had a lot of rock, alt rock, reggae. There's just a punk. lot of what's that punk. Oh yeah, definitely punk. And punk is huge in that fucking area. Yeah, uh, and that stretches. That's believe it or not, that stretches all the way out into like Utah. You know. Yeah, SLC punk. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. SLC. Yep. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm like I'd believe that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, so you get to see like regions kind of dictate how a music's sound develops, and I I think with Buddy Holly and the Crickets being right in the middle there, uh, they they had like a little smattering of each and we're able to cultivate like that twang into a very specific pop sound. Um, and, and it worked for Richie Valens on the other end of it, how he was steeped in his culture could still barely speak a word of his own native language and just paid attention to what was around him and fused the pop stuff he was hearing on the radio with what he was hearing being played by his elders at the same time. And that's how you get something like La Bamba, which is a string of absolute Spanish nonsense set to really fucking cool Latin-infused music. I prefer lasagna. <laughs> yeah. hey, have you guys seen the um, the illustrated Weird Al? Like, there, I like, have. It's like 99 bucks and all that. I'm, I'm hoping to get that as a gift. But um, yeah, that, yeah, man, we should cover that one on Splash Pages, huh? That would be cool as fuck. Holy shit. Give me one second. I just I was waiting for my kettle to boil. I just gotta go get some tea real quick. No worries. No worries. Leo, did you get to listen in at all to the Wednesday show last week? Uh not yet. Oh, we had a blast. It was so much fun. So it's uh Brandon, Yo Yo, myself, and um Oh my god. Uh now I don't remember who the other one was. Why can I not remember? I don't know. But you weren't here, right? Correct. Okay, yeah, so it's someone else. Yeah, I, I was prepping to go down to Virginia. But um, you didn't end up going? No. 
Okay. Nah, because the uh, um, the client, the changed, yeah, with with everything, it was just a complete mess. Uh, so I figured I'd stay behind, and but I was able to run all the panels from here. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, the uh, it was pretty funny. They uh, um, I, I spent like probably like two hours, maybe an hour and a half, um, with them over the phone, just like uh, going over hooking up everything. Got me hooked up to the PA so that I could like talk to the room. That's cool. Yeah. It, I, I was saying I was the voice of dog. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Um, I'm looking at getting a table at Granite State, New Hampshire, which was this past weekend for next year. So, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that maybe they'll do something cool, like put us right across from Kevin Eastman or something. But, um, you know, we're, we're going to be there. So L let if, me know. Um, let me know when you uh, I'd like for us to start doing granite state as well so yeah. uh, well you got the big banner and all that so i i've got to get a banner for um i want to get one of those stand-up ones and and have it like epic tales from the sewers with the turtle logo and i'm going to put like a like a uh what are the qr code and all that stuff and i'm going to put the uh, dorkening logo on it i actually have one designed already i just have to find a place to print it but, oh nice i want to i want a retro dorkening shirt i want that design i want it to be all like pink and neon blue and shit oh that's kind of cool that's a good idea i did I do a uh did you ever see the vhs one i did a while ago i, I think did. so i did it have pizza I did. on it too uh no it was just like uh blockbuster it was oh yeah look like yeah, I'm pretty, yeah. pretty sure i saw it on amazon I got the regular like Nintendo logo one. Nice. See, I actually haven't pulled the trigger on getting one yet. I have um, some designs I gotta put up that I had the uh, the artist do. The Dorkening. No, that's I didn't want the podcast, you jerk. Hmm. What is going on here? Oh, what do I what do I do that? Do you have a hankering for horror knowledge? We have such sights to show you. Do you require raging retro reviews? Do you desire discussions with devastatingly dashing dorks? The Dorkening Podcast Network has nearly 30 shows to satisfy all of your nerdy, geeky, and dorky needs. From horror reviews and celebrity interviews. Hi, I'm Adam Green, the director of the Hatchet Films and the star of Allison. Hi, this is Dominic Pace, who played the bounty hunter Gecko from The Mandalorian. Hi, I'm Mike Price. I'm a writer on The Simpsons. I co-created Epis for Family. Hi, guys. This is Dee Wallace from E.T. and Cujo. Hi, my name is Kurando Mitsutake, director of Gun Woman and Karate Kill. Hi, this is Samantha Newark, the voice of Jem and Jerrica from the original Jem and the Holograms cartoon series. As well as nostalgic trips into the past, pop culture, the latest in entertainment news, and so much more. Featuring a variety of shows and hosts that will simultaneously enrage, enlighten, and entertain you. <laughs> Check out the Dorkening Podcast Network. My mom says I'm cool. Available on iTunes, Spotify, thedorkening.com, and wherever fine podcasts can be found. 
yeah, he, that's the that's the trick. <laughs> you yeah. have to fucking find the line. Yeah, I I am somewhere between like five and and seven because anything over that is like and seven means I have to cut one in half and then cut that in half to have with a five because I'm like, all right, I'm feeling great. Then after that, I'm like, holy shit, I can't stand upright because the the earth is gonna like knock me off of its gravity. <laughs> oh no i'm falling off the earth exactly um, oh man there's no gravity where i'm standing <laughs> oh man that tracks man i get it <laughs> yeah, it's man, like yeah. all the all the gravity you don't have man like i think it's over here it's like I a color out of space man <laughs> i can't i can't like i can't lift my legs man like they just they're not my 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 legs aren't legging, man. That's that's um, my leg, man. Yeah, I know, man. I'm talking, <laughs> I'm talking to me, man. No, I mean like that's my leg too. That went from Chong into John C. Riley, but it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's like like uh, I'm here in my my legs. But, yeah. <laughs> oh, we have fun. <laughs> we do. <laughs> we do. <laughs> so so instead of uh, between two ferns, that'd be between two pot leaves. Yeah, yeah, between two two fronds or, or <laughs> between two blunts, that'd probably be pretty good. You know, that would that would be something. <laughs> I would I would say I would I would I would very much like to see a specifically made, even if it was just a fucking one off, just Leo on his ass progressively on a show. Yeah, talking about like a, a like a particular nerdy topic, and losing the thread like five times during the show. <laughs> Let's say it's Scooby Doo. <laughs> we, we 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 can make that happen. Yeah. That'd, be, that'd be a fucking riot. On this week's episode, Leo gets stoned right before the show. Oh, kicked in. <laughs> Hi everybody, I'm Dorkening and I run the Leo Podcast Network. <laughs> you can Google up below or down below. Yeah. <laughs> you can you can you can Google down the below up and the things may true be about Is it hot in here? me. <laughs> and when we're done, man, we'll just hit the Taco Bell. What? Three minutes? Here. It's over in three minutes. Ours close at nine out here. Oh no, man! The show's only been on for three minutes. <laughs> uh, I I, I kind of overdid it the other night, though. Uh, I had a uh, um, panic attack on uh, one evening, and then like the next evening, I I didn't even want to have anything with it. So I just like mm. I, I did like two brownies and then the tincture, and it was like I was at whoa. Do you, yeah. go with, do you go with the indica stuff? Because I found that that is, I, I, is different than the sativa for me. I go with whatever Jar Jar gives me. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah. Indica, I, I indica tends to make you a little bit more mellow. Yeah. You know, like ready That's to, all I'm looking for. Ever. Yeah. I'm like, I'm good. Snack and a nap. Yeah. You know? yep. Um, Sativa gives you more of like a, I want to say it makes you energetic because they do use that word to describe it. And that is, that is falsity. All right. <laughs> that is not correct. Uh, it's, it's more of a body thing. Like you're, it doesn't really slow down 
the mind per se like you're still like very like all right but that's the thing like the sativas is very much like you're chill and you're like oh, yeah i'm down for whatever man like i don't i don't even care it's cool that's the kind of stuff like if you're going to if you're going to eat or smoke sativa makes sense that you would do it like when you're out at you know like a, a fucking barbecue or something like that because you still need to like be up and move around and, and alert to a certain degree whereas like indica is the perfect like end of the day wind down you don't have to go anywhere or worry about anything else you know that that and it took me a while to get to that point and i mean i have my medical card and honestly sitting down with like the medical professionals that like certify you that went a long way towards helping me figure out what was the best thing for me uh and yeah i'm I'm definitely more of an indica guy like i i prefer to do exactly what justin was saying just wind down connecticut at the dispensaries yet uh yes yep okay well well uh for medical only oh okay yeah because out here it's like you go and it's like a it's it's just like a little shop you just go in and you're like yeah i want to get high and they're like all right cool come on over here oh you you came to the right place kid i'm like whoo it's the last of the four places i tried on the way here and man did they look at me weird yeah granted the other the other places were a mcdonald's a a, a burger king an old folks home and a and, and a, a church in a barbershop. Yeah. Uh, and only two of those. Hey, you, guys, you guys help me get high. What the hell does this look like? You look like I'm selling plants out of the back here. Get the fuck out of my store. Chris Tucker. Wow, it's been a while. <laughs> and you know this man. <laughs> Pretty hot and tempting. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Remember to write it down. Take a picture. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> what do you mean, no, no, Michael Jackson? <laughs> Man, you know what they say. That's right. I'll, I'll see your money talks and raise you rush hour. <laughs> you know what they say, man. The older, the better, the sweeter, the juice. Man, it's the black of the berry, the sweeter, the juice. Yeah, well, she blacker than a motherfucker, too. <laughs> Ooh, Ruby Brown here. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> oh, man. My man. Your man. Carbon Dallas. Carbon Dallas. <laughs> Could you please act like you have more than a two-word vocabulary? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's such an awesome movie. You know that that they really tried to get Prince to play that role before they got Chris Tucker? They should be yeah. so lucky. Oh, I mean, Prince was considering it from what I understand, but he, he was like, no, nah, I can't do it. Yeah, because um, Prince does what Prince wills, you know, and it's like, good luck. Honestly... I give Chris Tucker like full credit for saying, yeah, you know what? That's a funny role and I'm going to fucking do it because that could have been intimidating for sure. Like you're in a French science fiction movie that (laughs) admittedly does star Bruce Willis, but like you have no idea if this is going to work. This could be an absolute fucking bomb of a movie and you are playing a futuristic effeminate DJ for a galactic radio station, like there's a lot that could have gone wrong with that. Oh yeah. And he fucking nailed it. There's there's so much right with that movie. It's like that's that's like a whole thing unto itself where it's like Kismet, the movie. And it's like, hey, let's get the guy from Prodigy to play. Okay, which one? You know, the guy that does the backup that goes, ah. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, man, like I fucking 
I saw that in the movie theater and I, I'm so happy that I did. I sat down and I remember just like not really knowing much about what the movie was. Um, I remember seeing some commercials where they were like, it's the star Wars for the nineties or whatever. You know? <laughs> it's like straight up. That was a quote that yeah. they used on the, yeah. on the commercial. I remember that. And uh, they, they started playing it at the movie theater down the street from where I lived, which, you know, was like a second run theater. But they finally got the fifth element. Me and my friend Will, I think it might have actually just been the two of us. We went down. It was Dollar Fifty Tuesday. Yep. And so we we're like, let's see the Fifth Element. And so we sat down and watched it. And the movie started. By the time it got to the credits, I was like, "Why was that so good? I don't get it. I thought it was going to be okay, but it was amazing." And I fell in love with it. And like I came home and I was like, dad, that movie was fucking great. And he was like, really? Hmm. And as soon as it came out, my dad, my dad like got it on pay-per-view and he's like, good call, Brandon. It was nice. great. You know, I was like, thank I, you. I always think about that. I always ask about the red button on the bottom of the gun. Always because of that movie. You see For that? real. That's a killer right there. Killer's always going to ask about the button on the bottom of the gun. <laughs> My one of my favorite. I've watched it a few times, Leo. <laughs> yeah, one of my <laughs> favorite things <laughs> in, in any movie or show is watching Gary Oldman as as Zorg after he sits down on the ship and opens up the box that he thinks has the stones in it, and how he he opens it so greedily. And then just closes it immediately, and he still has that like, <laughs> and then it just devolves like in front of you to like maniacally laughing and and even crying because of the stress and anger. And he's like, they're not here, and it's like like he just does it so expertly, and it's like hilarious and terrifying at the oh, same time. Yeah, he does scary like nobody, you know. Between it's that scary. and that scene in the professional where he's yelling, everyone. You know, you're like, ah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely love that fucking flick. Absolutely. I'm so glad that they just left it as it was, too. Like, never tried to make a sequel or anything. Like, perfect the way it is. Well, Mila Jovovich has, haven't, Mila Jovovich hasn't aged, so. I know. Well, she's a but she had, But yeah, she has she gotten, but she has gotten divorced from Luke Besson, so. That might yeah. make it. Oh, no, she's married to a different director. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I mixed up movies. She was, she's in the Resident Evil. She's not in the. Uh, what was that vampire movie? Oh, oh, you're thinking oh of Kate Beckinsale, um, yeah. Kate Beckinsale yeah. who was married to Len Weissman. Yep. Yeah, yeah, she's divorced uh, from him now too. But I mean, so Mila Jovovich Yo- Yo- Mil- <laughs> and uh, Paul Anderson have been together for. Years now, a I mean, long time like, now. Since, long time. since Resident Evil, I think. Since like, yeah, I mean, they got like what two or three kids now too. Like, yep, little you know, clones. That, yeah, that's uh, honestly, like for myself, like I was like, oh, okay, so she got married to the fucking director of Resident Evil. Let's see how long this one lasts. And it's like seven 15, movies. It's like fifteen <laughs> years later, and it's like, okay, I mean, good for you guys. <laughs> I honestly thought it would fall apart, so. You know, hats off. Oh, um, I put your love stinks on Pluther. Uh, but also um, uh, Rick and Morty, episode three. Holy shit. Yeah. The, the Die Hard one? No. The one that was just on this week. Yeah. 
It's uh, uh, I'm about a season behind, guys. So well, the last one I watched was when uh, I think Rick Rick was pooping by himself on the. Uh, you know, he was upset <laughs> because the guy took his. Uh, no, no. The last one I watched was the the samurai one. I think. What prompted Real Genius to go on there? Yeah, I saw oh. that. <laughs> uh, I think that's either a remaster or a director's cut. Oh well, I'll, I'll oh. tell you, Fletch was good, guys. Oh really? I haven't I haven't watched it yet. I I would recommend that, but uh, I I just watched Black Hat. Holy shit! Did that knock my socks off? That was that was unexpected and, and like way better than I thought it would be. Yeah, I think it's a I think it's a remaster. Let me see. Uh that Star Trek is a director's cut. That I saw. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Black Hat, you said? Yeah, Black Hat with Ethan Hawke. Is it Black Hat? Black Phone. Black Phone. I'm sorry. Okay, oh, there we go. I was like, wait a minute. Oh, uh, Real Genius is remastered. That's cool. It is. Okay. Nice. I, that's like one of my all-time favorites. It's so good. It's I, it's like, that's probably like my favorite Val Kilmer besides Willow. It's know? definitely my favorite Val Kilmer. Like, Val Kilmer as Chris Knight in that movie is probably just as responsible for my sense of humor <laughs> as like my father and my uncles. I, I watched that movie religiously as a child. It was on Disney channel all the time. Oh, it was. So, yeah. That was like, yeah. Like if you watch Disney channel, it was either that or can't buy me love. You know, it was one of the two movies that was going to yep. be on. And I actually could not stand the movie. Can't buy me love. Well, yeah, no kidding. Oh, they're doing movie. the dance of the aardvark. So lame. I, I just never <laughs> understood it. I'm like, dude, she treats you like shit. Why the fuck do you care about like getting her that dress? Fuck her. Get your telescope, dude. Like, what? you're a nerd now, but you know, keep on doing your thing. Go to school and become a success. And fucking chicks like her will be a dime a yeah, dozen. Dude, look at this way. We look at we look at like Teen Wolf with hindsight. We're like, dude, boof. Go with boof. Mm-hmm. Go with boof. You know, and then it's like hindsight. I was doing that when I was watching the movie as a kid. I'm like, what? Yeah. Why? Why would you say no? Why would you're you watching Lucas and you're like, well, no, Ryder's right there. I know, dude. She's tiny with tits the size of my head. What is wrong with you? <laughs> That's fair. It's very fair. Fucking Winona Horowitz, a very tiny, busty little lady there. Monsters comes out tomorrow. Little monsters. Monsters. I prefer oh. little monsters. Yeah, I, 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 do. I think I will too. I had no idea. Does it? What's um, it? Is it coming out on Netflix? What is it? What is it coming out Steven on? Stephen was saying that they sandbagged it because, uh, you know, some people got to see it early. I doubt that. Well, it's available. To I see mean, I don't doubt that people right saw now. it early. <laughs> What's that? It's available to see early right now. Oh, uh, um, September twenty seventh. Yeah, so that's a week away. Okay. Yeah. Or tonight. Yeah, or, or tonight, definitely. Or tonight. Yeah. Ugh. Christ on a cracker. <laughs> like, I can't believe. I yeah, I yeah. I don't have a dog in this fight, guys. I'm an Adams family guy. I'm sorry. Honestly, like I, I, don't I just even... feel for you because it it seems like something you love was totally poo-pooed on by Rob Zombie. Yeah, it's not even like it's not even like something that I'm like totally in love with. It's just for me, it's just frustrating because you know I've said this before. I mean, I think that Brian Fuller 
had a really great idea for updating the monsters with Mockingbird Lane. And NBC just couldn't see the forest for the trees and relegated the pilot they shot to a one-off Halloween special. It's clearly a CBS show. You know, it's NBC. like it should have... No, I know, but I'm just saying, like, that is something that CBS would have done. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. It's just, it, you know, it, it's just frustrating because they it was done so well, and the the way they worked around it, it you know, it, it made sense. Like, let's have these creatures live in the middle of suburbia, but how do you do that? in such a way where the audience isn't going to roll their eyes whenever somebody who's quote normal interacts with one of the monsters. Like, how do you not fucking see this in front of you? And like with the modern setting, like even the things that they do, they could have seen if they continued on as a show, they could have played into like how people just kind of like convince themselves of one thing when something is clearly another like we all kind of turned a blind eye and it's just how, how that works, you know, moralistically and daily. Yeah. It's, it's a, like courtly love, like the idea of being in love with something more than um, actually the, the actual act. Yeah, ex- exactly. And um, like, I think it had a lot of, a lot of potential. Um, and I like Brian Fuller anyway, uh, you know, pushing daisies and. Oh yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I, I yeah. didn't know that was him, but yeah. Yeah. He, I mean, he even had Beth Grant in Mockingbird Lane. Like, she shows up in every single one of his fucking projects as the same character. Um, but I like everything I've seen from him, honestly. Like, I, I've i been enjoying Discovery. Uh, I, I loved Pushing Daisies. I, uh, whatchamacallit, um, Wonder Falls was okay. That wasn't really given a fair shake because that was a Fox show. And he arguably wrote some of the best episodes of Heroes. Like he wrote Company Man, the episode in season one where great episode. It's a fucking yeah. phenomenal episode. Like that's one of those episodes where you watch Heroes and you're like, oh, this is a this is a good drama. Okay, cool. And then season then you two get to the, then you get to the season after that with Heroes Reborn, and you're like, oh, he is a piece of shit. <laughs> like they just totally ruined him. Yeah. Oh my god, season <sighs> that fucking show I, season I, three was worse than that season three was worse than than the reborn you know i, I mean think. reborn would have would have been fine if it had been like seven years sooner yeah i do agree with that yeah honestly but it didn't help that they they did my boy hero dirty in that series like come on man he lost all of his powers to claire's fucking kid all right whatever like he settles down with some chick in Arizona to raise this adopted son. Like, yep, it's all terrible. Sure, that, you say that so, all yeah. happens. You know, I mean, he wanted to he wanted to be with Charlie in the first one, but you know, she got killed by Siler. So, well, that was season two. That was so unfortunate. Oh man, Jamie Mays, she's adorable. She was great in that show, Trial and Error, too. I didn't see that. I, I mean, I, oh. I know her mainly from the uh, the Smurfs movies. Is she Smurfette? <laughs> no, she's the human. Oh, that's right. Married. She's a human. That's right. I'm sorry. <laughs> she's, she's married. See, yeah. 
All right, that was good. But uh, <laughs> that made me laugh. So that's just why. No, uh, no, she's she's a human. <laughs> I, I think aside from that, though, she was in like the Lee. one of the um, parody movies, like uh, date movie, maybe epic movie. I think. Oh, okay. I want to say it was that one. Yeah, um, but that was. I I knew her primarily from Epic Movie, and she was in a couple of episodes of The League on FX. Oh yeah, was, my buddies watch it. I I never got into that one. I I watched a good portion of it, uh, and then I stopped because I was like, yeah, you know what? Like I'm a grown man, and there's only so much of this like juvenile, like sophomoric stuff that I can I can watch. And I think I've watched. I like that one guy that ended up uh, doing that um, that movie about time travel. Oh, um, Mark Duplass. Yeah, and he did he did creep. Yeah, Mark Duplass. I like him. I, yeah, I think he, that's a guy that you could take and put into either the MCU or you can put him into DCU, you know, and and find like a spot for him. I'm like, he's got range. Well, he and his brother like direct write and direct movies together. They're, they're known as the Duplass brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, safety not guaranteed. That's the one with Aubrey yeah. Plaza. That was yeah. that was great. I actually really like that. Well. Yeah, that that in the one um, was it like the secrets of time travel from like HBO? You ever seen that one with? Um, I have I have started to watch it and oh, I've heard a, it's excellent. That is so fucking good. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I I I love watching time travel movies primarily because like of the my experiences I've had with traveling back in time and sa- saving like pretty much a large percentage of humanity by assassinating Schmeitner at the turn of the 20th century. Schmeitner, okay. You don't know who Schmeitner is? No. You're welcome. Okay. (laughs) Nice, nice. I was like, oh, come on, do it, do it. I I set this up so beautifully, please do it. I'm like, what's a butt for? (laughs) (laughs) What's a hen weigh? About seven or eight pounds, depending. All right, Brandon, I was due. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a... You can you can keep that one. <laughs> that one's for free. <laughs> I'm so glad that you started talking about time travel so I can make that joke. <laughs> <laughs> I've been I, sitting on this egg for a while. <laughs> I I kind of have. Yeah. I, I I was I was talking with Dara like over the weekend and I like made a similar joke and she was just like I was like, "You know what? If you weren't somebody who had to be with me because you really <laughs> agreed." I say to Sarah. <laughs> Then you you would have you would have laughed your ass off at that. Oh, he's got his cap shirt on now. I see it. Did you have that shirt on the whole time, Leo? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. I didn't notice it. I'm still wearing my my Fleischer Fleischer, yep, the Kevin Smith shirt. He's damn straight. Yeah, this is actually like the same fucking flannel too. It just goes so well together. Honestly, I'm wearing my Firefly River Tam shirt that came in my loot crate. Ooh, I fucking love that show and movie. Gus Whedon's such a piece of shit. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, but he makes he made a good universe, so it's like you know he I he know. has like some of the success, but like a lot of it is because of like the other people involved. Oh yeah, I mean obviously, I mean I I still I still think not for Joss Whedon. I think it's unfortunate. I I feel as though. Uh, the writers on Buffy versus the Buffy versus yeah Buffy the Vampire Slayer got their hands tied inadvertently because of a progressive move they they made 
Um, it, but it, it prevented them from progressing any further than what they wanted to do. Um, well, they, they created the formula for all WB shows. Essentially, yes. Yeah. Uh, but what I mean is, especially because uh, the iconography surrounding Willow in the LGBTQ plus community, which is fantastic. But I don't know if you guys have watched that show in its entirety and if you've only seen it like once. I've seen it like a couple of times, mostly because I watched it when it was on. And then I got Dara to watch. I was like, wait a minute. You never fucking watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Like, we're the same age. We were (laughs) both 14 when that show came out. Like, what the fuck were you doing on Tuesday nights? I don't know. No, she didn't even watch that. Oh, I don't know. I, I always had to work on Tuesday nights, so I, I used to have some. I used to have my friend's sister tape it so I could watch it on VHS. Yeah, but but like I said, like I was a freshman in high school when that show premiered. We were literally she and I were literally fourteen years old. Yeah, that was church I'm, in my house. So I'm like, I don't, I don't know what you were doing. I mean, I get that you needed to do homework or whatever, but like, there's no way you were still doing that shit at eight o'clock, eight or nine o'clock at night. Like what? What were you doing? Like she's seen every fucking episode of the X Files. She loves that shit, but no, no, no Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So I was like, listen, I think you should check it out, especially because like I don't really give much of a shit about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but I really liked Angel. <laughs> like I liked Angel so much more than I liked Buffy. It just became a better show. Yeah, it did. It really did. And. Uh, she she was like okay, and she watched. She's actually watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer through a couple of times. Like, she really she really ended up liking, it, which I, which I'm very glad for. Um, I'm a big Xander but, stan. So, oh yeah, I I, I was a bit, I I liked Xander a lot, and I I also appreciate in any show or television uh, any show or movie where one of the actors has an identical twin that the production makes use of that identical twin within the story itself. Uh, Nicholas Brendan, who played Xander in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, has an identical twin brother. And they utilized him on the show to be like a mirror Xander at one point. Um, It's the same thing that James Cameron did. Excuse me. With Terminator uh, Terminator 2. Yeah, Terminator 2 with uh, Leslie and and Linda um, Hamilton. When... She's fixing the T-800's, like, head and everything. And, you know, they're they're in the mirror. That's actually Linda Hamilton and Arnold Schwarzenegger that we see on the other side of the mirror. And Leslie Hamilton and his stunt double that the camera is behind. And it was all... Yeah, it's it's done very well. What the hell? Wow. That cat cat needs to be quiet. I fed you. <laughs> that can't Stop it. Quiet, or I'll make it quiet. It's it's. She'll come in and she'll like she'll like uh, look at me and she'll be like, yeah, but just uh, like barely opening her mouth and like making a loud ass <laughs> noise. <laughs> and I'm like, Stop it. but in in that show, Willow came out as gay, <clears throat> and I re what upon watching it like a second time here and there with Dara. I was like, I could see that they were actually, you could see the character arc, 
they were gearing it up to that Willow wasn't even going to necessarily be attracted to humans. Like you could see it was going to be like a pansexual kind of thing um, that she was attracted to somebody's energy more than she was their physicality overall. And um, I had said that for a while and a lot of people like, no, no, no. I think they always meant to have her be like a gay witch. I'm like, I think that's incredibly reductive for the type of storytelling they were trying to, they were trying to go for. I think they were going to bring it further. And funny enough, just a couple years ago in the comic books, that's exactly what they did with Willow. Like, like I, I hit the nail right on the head. They, well, you, they could, you could definitely, you know, uh, cross the T's and dot the lowercase J's with, um, with her her attraction to um, uh, what do you call it Oz, like starting out, and then and then with um, uh, it goes Xander, Oz, Tara, Tara. Yeah, I couldn't think of her name. I was like, uh, yeah. yeah. And but that's the thing is like watching it again, like later, and and seeing that progression, I'm like, wait a minute, they. They had to have been like going in a straight line towards something there. And they never got to it on the show because a lot of people glommed on and identified with Willow, which I get. And that's awesome. I'm glad for it um, because there was not any representation otherwise that a lot of kids out there could have could have had. And. So I think they did the right thing by saying, okay, we'll just pump the brakes and leave the character here. That's fine. Hmm. Um, But the fact that a lot of the same writers went and worked on the comic books later on, and that's exactly what they ended up doing with Willow. It's like, yeah, but also you had Brian K Vaughn working on that too. So it's like, you know, (laughs) I think, I think part of it also might've been like, yeah, you know what? We'll leave it where it is. Maybe this is as far as we should take it because going any further like maybe you know it's 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 back to the future it's like your kids are gonna love it yeah exactly. <laughs> can we agree that faith was a blunt instrument oh absolutely be like oh there's a lot here not really yeah it's like i mean i i think the coolest thing about the show overall was by the end how it was straight up like no we're gonna wake up the all the potentials we're not going to have just one vampire slayer anymore. This is ridiculous. There's so many vampires. How are we supposed to stop them? And they straight like straight up before Harry Potter was even a thing. Really? It became Buffy and Willow awaking the potentials. So they all became vampire slayers and Buffy and Willow starting a training school for all of them. It's like vampire Hogwarts. Oh Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm I'm down. I I love all that shit. Like I said, that was church in my house after after Next Generation ended. That was that was church. Like we would watch Buffy together, and that was it. Oh yeah, but Buffy was on every week, and then Angel every week after that. Mm-hmm. And once I started watching Angel, I was like, Why the fuck did I even like Buffy? God, like <laughs> I I, I just love him so much. Oh, he was he was incredible. <laughs> Spike, honestly. yeah, it's like. But even before Spike showed up, I mean, I really was digging the show. It, it gave David Boreanaz a lot more to work with with that character, I will say. And also, I, I 
I really like Charisma Carpenter. And I think it's, you know, it's, it's funny, you know, she actually got the call back to play Cordelia because her audition for Buffy went so well, but they wanted somebody who was a little smaller and blonde. You, you and I could not be more on the same page about this item. Like, quite, <laughs> like, of one mind. <laughs> oh, yeah, she, she, was, she was great. And, I mean, not, not just great to look at, but it turns out they, they actually didn't do her character dirty throughout both of those series for the most part. Like, she went from being this vapid piece of shit in Buffy the Vampire Slayer to being, like, a well-rounded, compassionate person, and you got to see that progression. Like, is is there an Elseworlds in the Buffyverse that we could cover? Oh, maybe. I don't know. It might be interesting. It's I definitely mean, off the beaten path. <clears throat> I mean, the thing is, like, Buffy is Dark Horse, and Dark Horse had Star Wars for the longest time, and they even did the which I would like to cover at some point because they did that with with Star Wars. Oh, I don't called, think Leo would be into that at all. No, probably not. <laughs> um, they're called Infinities, and I actually have like all of them. I had uh, the whole series, oh. all the photo covers, and I, I got rid of them all. Is that um, we covered Infinities? Mm-mm. Where? Splash pages? I think splash pages we did. Uh, we covered a couple stories. I think that was the one with the three uh, C three PO one. Was was a dark horse book, wasn't it? Because we did the Marvel version of no, Darth oh, Vader. Oh, oh, Star Wars Infinities is the what ifs for Star Wars. Yep, that's literally what we said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would definitely do those. Those were really good. I'm kind of like Brandon with the uh, the Dork Knight though, because it's like that's not my favorite thing, Star Wars. So I'm like, I'm like, you know, I'll be the observer on the wall and be like, hey, but, I mean, let's honestly, have a Jedi Jar Jar. Why not? Yeah. Honestly, like, I'm I like Star Wars, but I'm not in love with Star Wars. If it's good, it's good. If it's not, it's not. Like, I we, not, we hang out, and we kiss sometimes. It's cool. Yeah, like yeah. we blow each other occasionally, but it's yeah. about as far as it goes. Um. <laughs> I'm quoting 21 Jump Street, by the way. <laughs> oh, oh, I thought you were referencing uh, Rick and Morty. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Oh, that that um, uh, reminds me, too. Speaking of, of uh, that, we were talking about Clerks 2. Any chance you could find that one, Leo, for Pluther? I don't have I, it on there. No, no. I was kind of shocked. Really? Yeah, it is not on there. It's like a that whole is surprising. Yeah, I didn't think it was on there. I, I tried searching for it, and it didn't say that it was available. I am sorry. Clerks 2. I saw the animated's on there. It's right which here. I love. Clerks Hi, 2. Hey, now. can I ask you a question, Justin? When you searched for it, did you use the numeral 2 or the Roman numeral 2? I just typed in Clerks. Oh. Well, I didn't even it? put the 2. It, it didn't come up for some reason. It said... The only options available were to buy. So I actually started watching it one night on Plex. Oh, okay. Okay, then. <clears throat> yep. It's there. I'll have to rewatch that. All I know is <laughs> Hi Ho Roadhouse. <clears throat> Hi Ho Roadhouse. Away. I thought you said his name was Point Break. <laughs> <laughs> God. My parents got that for me on my 18th birthday. Nice. Yep. They were like, Happy birthday, Brandon. And I was like, Oh my God. 
it's exactly what I wanted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It truly was. Like I was I was so pumped for that to come out on DVD and my parents like hopped right on it. I was like nice. And I I mean I say What's my What's in there in the Kevin Smith collection? What's that? Is it oh, in there in the that looks like the be. third one or Yep, it's in there. Okay, all right, good. Then just for some reason it wasn't coming up. <clears throat> no shit. Wait, is I... Superman Doomsday in the Clement in the Kevin Smith collection? He must do a voice in it. Why is that in there? What the heck? Why Red is TMNT in there too? TMNT, he does a voice of uh, a uh, blind uh, pizza oh, guy. Okay, yeah, so he must do a voice in there. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. I'll allow it. I wasn't aware that he did the uh, Judas contract, but still, that's kind of cool. You know, it, I mean, I would say you could probably put this in the Kevin Smith collection for sure. Uh, you should look into getting the documentary. Um, hold on, let me let me just uh, make sure I have the name of it correct. It's called "Go Fuck Yourself" from Jersey. <laughs> oh, how'd you know? <laughs> hey, shit over there! Oh, uh, the death of Superman lives. What happened? Oh. Yeah, it's a documentary that John Schnepp made um, that covers the whole fucking weird-ass shit surrounding Superman Lives by Tim Burton. Yep. I bought it. it. I bought it on Blu-ray. Oh, you do have it? No, no, oh, no, no. Just, I, oh, you just got it? Okay, gotcha. Just found it. Nice. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, because I, I bought it on Blu-ray right, right when it came out. Because there was just no other option to be able to to get it. Well, there's also a Kevin Smith, uh, not a documentary, but um, he does like a stand-up about it as well. An evening with Kevin Smith? That could be. That sounds right. Yeah, yeah. I think that was his first one. Because then he had Bigger and Fatter or something like that. Evening Harder. <laughs> That was what it was in the evening with Kevin Smith too. Evening harder. Taking a page from his buddy Bruce Willis's book. I, I never understood if he liked him or not because he recently recanted, and I'm like, I, I don't get it. I think he's just trying to be respectful of the situation that Bruce Willis is now in. I'm just surprised he's not working with Tracy Morgan anymore. <laughs> You know, like it seemed like they got along great, and I'm like, he fits into your dynamic perfectly. Yeah, but you know, who knows what Chasing Morgan's like about? You, you know, what I mean, he may be after Thirty Rock, especially he did what the last OG, which was definitely like a show he wanted to do that. Yeah, he, yeah. He produced. You know, he may be he may be trying to focus more on the stuff that he can control and create. He did that what What Men Want movie with uh Oh, who was that? Was it Regina Taraj, King? Taraji, Taraji Henson. Yeah. Come on, man. It's Taraji P. Henson. Don't fucking test me on that. Dude, shit. I barely remember the movie. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I don't need to remember the movie. I just need to remember Taraji P. Henson because I love that woman. Do, well, so speaking of this, do you know who the actress is in She-Hulk and that, that, that played that lawyer? That played the lawyer? Yeah, the lawyer that was defending Like the one her? that covered her? Yeah, yeah Renee Elise Goldsberry. Thank you. Yeah, you bet your fuck. You bet your fucking ass. I know who that is. Yeah, I figured you might. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, never mind the fact that you know, she she played uh, 
Angelica? Was it Angelica in Hamilton? That makes sense. Angelica Schuyler? Gotcha. That's yeah. where I knew her from. Okay. Yeah, she's she's the oldest sister. Um uh but uh I mean she was on like Living Single back in the nineties and early two thousands or whatever. Uh she's actually you know, one of the rare breed of people who looks better as they got older, they like grew more into their look. Um, she is like pushing 50 and you would never fucking know. Yep. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> wow. I want whatever death becomes her juice. She's taking. Yeah. Let me see. Uh, do to do Renee Lee's Goldsberry. Like, give me, give me that makes sense. Oh, I, I didn't I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was wrong. I was wrong. She is not pushing 50. She is 51. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what I'm saying, dude. Like she uh did you watch Girls Five Eva? No. Oh, oh my you <laughs> have no idea. Oh my god. It's a it's a Tina Fey and Robert Carlock produced show for Peacock that stars Renee Lee's Goldsberry, uh Sarah Bareilles, um uh Paula Pell. Okay. And who's the um oh and Busy Phillips. And they are members. Who's the bad boy. Okay. <laughs> they are members of a girl pop band from the early aughts that was called Girls Five Eva, who had like a couple of modest hits, and then kind of disappeared. And now it's 2022, and they're trying to like stage a comeback. Oh my god! And one of the members died horribly. <laughs> like. Years back, that's like Spinal so, Tap. <clears throat> a little bit. It doesn't have like the mockumentary style, but uh, huh. dude, it's fucking. It's it's surprisingly funny. That sounds that sounds funny. It's on Peacock. It's on Peacock. Yeah. I've got Peacock. Watch yeah. That in between watching Chucky, I would also recommend on Peacock. Um, we are Lady Parts. <laughs> oh, the yeah. I actually did want to watch that too. The the girl band. Yeah, the Muslim uh, girl girl punk band. Like, yeah, I started watching Yellowstone, and that's kind of like a black hole where I've been spending. Oh my god, my Yellow, Yellowstone is so good. I don't know I what put, to tell you. I, I, I just can't stop list. watching that shit. I put it on my list, and then Dara saw the preview, and she was like, "Oh, this looks interesting." I'm like, "Well, I'm definitely gonna be watching this soon now." <laughs> like, no, Cole Har- Cole Hauser's for me, <laughs> not yeah. for you. We couldn't we couldn't get into the prequel though. I, I have um, yet to watch that, but I, I heard my folks were like, oh, yeah, we checked out Yellowstone. I'm like, yeah, I like this kind of stuff. Let me check it out. And like, then Sarah comes downstairs. She's like, what the hell are you watching? I'm like, Yellowstone. I'm on like episode six. <laughs> like, did you, you just start this today? I'm like, yes. <laughs> just... <laughs> uh, well, it, it's it's Sopranos, but the uh, the West, you know. And I, I'll, I'll tell you, when I started binge watching um, Deadwood, I just started getting really into like westerns again and stuff like that, and I'm like, I want everything to be like Deadwood, and it's not, and it's really a letdown. <laughs> but I've, I've never, I've never seen Deadwood. I hadn't either, and and uh, my other co-host Justin like swears by it, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's not that good. And I start watching, I'm like, holy shit, did you see what Dan Doherty did? But I'm like, oh my god, it's so fucking good. <laughs> that scares me because like I don't want to like a western. Like I just don't want to. I've it's, never seen Deadwood either, and it's yeah. partially because of that. I'm like, I just don't want to join the club. I, watch. Yellow I don't know what to say. It was like it was like one of those things. It's like 
if you like good characters and you like to see good characters like backbiting and and like conniving and pulling shit and all that, it's like Game of Thrones in the old west. And, and I'm like, shit. I just have a hard time with the old west in general, just because like I like history. Well, then the this old, is not bad. It's in the South old Dakota. west is a was a fucking nightmare, dude. It was it was just like, very much so. Absolutely. I don't understand how it's so romanticized. It's it's insane. That's that that vision right there is not Deadwood. No, it's dirty. It's gritty. It's it's um, it's like disgusting in all kinds of times. But you, you watch it, it's like it's like oh shit. But I love the way they fucking talk. <laughs> Fair enough. From yeah. what I've re- from from what I've read, um, they. They use a lot more like modern vernacular insofar as swearing, lots of lots more f bombs and stuff like that. Whereas back then, it actually would have just been a lot more, god damn it's and consonants. But and like that would have been, like equal to dropping a shitload of f bombs and, and saying shit constantly. So like, imagine trying to do that show, but like, they're just throwing the hat down, stomping on it, and saying you know Jimmy Jillikers and people like. Oh. <laughs> Like, yeah. Gee whiz! <gasps> Heavens oh. to Murgatroyd! <laughs> yeah, it's not quite the 1920s, but um, the 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 cool thing is the bad guy's major dad. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, Gerard McRaney? Yeah, Gerald McRaney, whatever. Delta Burke's husband, <laughs> <laughs> former husband. <laughs> oh, they get divorced? Yeah, in the 80s. Really? No. Also, isn't she dead? No, is she? Is she? Yeah. Is she... I thought, what's her name? Dixie Carter. Her too. Like literally 90% of, of designing women are dead. <clears throat> oh, she's alive. And Hollywood's dead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Meshach Taylor. Yeah, no, she's alive. And I, like she's... I like that you knew who I was talking about when I said Hollywood. Like, I'm going to yeah, quote Mich- Oh, yeah, sorry, Meshach Taylor. Yeah, I watched Designing Women and, and – Okay, I need to say I've watched it too, but it, it's <clears> – you guys are scary. Well, the, the craziest part, Leo. I didn't know like, his name. So. He said it offhandedly, and I'm looking at other shit, and I was like, "Oh yeah, Mishak Taylor." Yeah. Like, it, it was just, but like I've like, seen, I've seen Mannequin too as well, and I just like on the move. <laughs> the original had Kim Cattrall in it. I know that. Yeah. The sequel had uh, the guy from Herman's Head. So, yep, as well as uh, I know how you Christy guys Swanson information. Uh, but uh, no, she is still married to Gerald McRaney. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's funny. That yeah. is quite funny. Well, do you, oh, do you guys want to go into this next uh, thing since we're yeah. still recording? Or yeah, yeah, let's do it. Like we got a whole lot of stuff about a whole lot of things that have nothing to do with Joe anything Tiffler. we talked about. Oh. <laughs> what the hell? Coming up next on Davis Rules. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh. <clears throat> me, 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 me. No, there we go. Sibilance. 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 Testing. Sibyl Shepherd. Sibyl on the button hook. <laughs> if you've never seen the movie Sibyl, what I just said is absolutely abhorrent. <laughs> but uh, 